Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. Uh, if you weren't here last week, I want to kind of catch up to speed what we were talking about. We were talking about being a new creation, and then we're allowed to have a new wardrobe. And uh, Scripture tells us that we're supposed to put on certain things. It actually says to clothe yourself with. And we went through kind of a list of what those were. I'm going to give you a few of them. Uh, you're supposed to put on compassion. You're supposed to put on kindness. You're supposed to put on humility. You're supposed to put on gentleness. You're supposed to put on patience. And, of course, you're supposed to put on the armor of God. And he tells us to put these things on, to clothe, your, clothe yourself, to cover yourself with this. And I want to talk to you about whether this new wardrobe that I, I told you you could have actually fits right. And um, now I'm not a, a slave to fashion, but, you know, I know when something doesn't fit right. And when we get this new wardrobe, don't we want to be beautiful in it? You know, and, and people see us. Are they going to see you? I asked you to d- describe yourself. And I asked you to describe Jesus and then how Jesus would describe you. Would they describe you as a fine-fitting suit? A nice dress? Tailor-made just for you? Or would it kind of be sloppy? Now, I'm not talking about how you showed up to church here this morning. As you can see, I'm just a plain kind of guy. But when you're out there, that's the church being out there, do you actually look like you have a new wardrobe, and does it fit well? We run into problems with this. Um, I call this a wardrobe malfunction. And I'm sure a lot of you have all laughed at people that have had wardrobe malfunctions, right? YouTube. If you haven't, you can Google that. It's hilarious, as long as it's not us. And... Um, Let's see, I've got to be careful not to use Kelly, but if I don't, I'll offend somebody else. If, if Kelly has a wardrobe malfunction, I, I run to her. I, I block her. I cover her. You understand what I'm talking about? If something isn't right, if something's falling down, and this doesn't happen very often, but she does it to me, right? Your shirt's unbuttoned, and, and you know, one of the reasons I don't want you to see this video of me coming down the slide is the buttons on my shirt all kind of blew out, <laughs> right? I had a, mal- a malfunction of the wardrobe right at the bottom, and of course, I can't get up, and, and you see, that'll show up on YouTube, won't it? I had a mo- wardrobe malfunction, so I tried to confiscate anybody that had any pictures or any video of that. Do you do that? If you see somebody that has a wardrobe malfunction, do you run to them? Do you try to help them? Do you cover them? Or do you just sit there and laugh at them? Does anybody do that to you? If you were to have a wardrobe malfunction, would your spouse immediately help you? A good friend? The church? Now, you're supposed to put all this stuff on. We're going to have this new wardrobe. And a lot of times it doesn't quite fit as well, or we don't know how to wear it. Maybe I should say that. We don't know how to use it right. And we can look very sloppy in our new wardrobe. And then the wardrobe malfunction happens. Your wisdom is falling down. 
Now, I want you to get a mental picture going here, right? Your humility is unbuttoned. Your forgiveness is unzipped. Your love is loose. When you see somebody that's having a wardrobe malfunction, do you help them? And Christianity is no different. You are supposed to put this on. This is the new creation with a new wardrobe. And you need it to fit well. And if it doesn't fit well, you need to get somebody to help you. What, what do you call a seamstress? To alter it. You need, thank you. You need to have it altered. And, of course, I don't know how to sew. Kelly's got all kinds of these machines. She starts them up and just walks away from them and they do their thing. I don't know how to alter a wardrobe. I'm sure that's all obvious to you by now. Does yours need to be altered? Does it fit well? Did you even put it on? As I, as I sent you out of here last week, I was telling people how good they looked in their new clothes. You are stunning. You are beautiful. Did you leave them on? Did you immediately take them off? Did you have a malfunction this week? This morning? Last night? Right? Wardrobe malfunction. And I want you to think about what you do when you see somebody with a wardrobe... I can't hardly say that. Wardrobe malfunction. This is Christianity. And this is watching out for one another. And bringing it to light. We talked about having spinach in your teeth or something. You would tell somebody immediately. But if you saw them sin, oh, that's none of your business, right? That's... And yet all these years I've been trying to teach you how to be effective with it, how to be kind with it, how to be gentle with it. How do you correct people? And I've got to ask you, how do you want to be corrected? What if your wardrobe is malfunctioning? How do you want to be approached and told? Well, certainly you don't want to be laughed at. You don't want to have somebody taking a video of you and putting it on YouTube. Right? You want somebody to bring it to your attention. Something's exposed. And you need to be told right away. But yet we won't do that with one another. When our wardrobe malfunctions. I can't say that. I might as well just give up. Um, i got to tell this little story. I'll try not to name any names. One of my friends was on their way to church, and somebody saw them on their way to church and said, oh, are you going to, to church? And they said, yes. And they said, are you going to go like that? You see, you don't do that. That's, that's not how you correct somebody. You can do it effectively and gently, depending on how bad it is. Now, if we truly had a, a literal wardrobe malfunction, I would hope that one of you guys would run up here and stand in front of me to try to uh, protect me from being exposed to the world. We have cameras going and everything. Would anybody do that or would you laugh? So what happens when your love is loose? It comes unbuttoned. It comes unzipped. Your gentleness is, is falling down. Do you actually try to tell somebody? Of course you would if we're talking about a literal wardrobe. No, no doubt about it. I think most of you, especially a spouse, would run to cover up whatever it is. Kindness covers anger. Compassion covers hard-heartedness. 
Humility covers pride. Gentleness covers forcefulness. Patience covers eagerness. And love covers hatred and binds them all together. What if your humility is falling down? It became unzipped. And you're now exposed. Right? This would mean that you were being prideful. Could you walk up to somebody and say, "Your your humility is unzipped? How about anger? In the anger of things, could you walk up to somebody and say, your gentleness has become unbuttoned? This is a wardrobe that you're wearing, and we have issues with it. And when we see somebody that's having this malfunction, I want you to know how, or tell you, try to tell you how, you can gently and effectively correct such a thing. And I'm, I'm a good example of this. You know, if I were to call you up and say, hey, I need to, I need to have a meeting with you. You know, you're going to get called into the pastor's office. In my case, it's a garage. So the pastor calls you and says, I need, I need to meet with you. We, we have a couple things we need to discuss. I mean, this is pretty harsh, isn't it? I personally probably wouldn't even go. Right? My, my compassion would be unzipped. But you know... If you meet somebody in the hall, dude, it flies open. Hey, thanks. That's pretty effective, isn't it? What if you walked past somebody in a hall room and said, stop that. Cut that out. Would that be more effective than calling somebody into the office and bringing in a couple elders, and then we got to have a couple overseers come in to make sure they all handle it right, and then if they don't handle it right, the church will find two or three to come together and, and rebuke you. And if that doesn't work, we're actually supposed to take you in front of the church and call you out for your sin. How's that working for you? Think you'd ever see that person again? Think you'd ever have another opportunity or a chance to talk to them? You guys got to understand that the Matthew 18 thing is all about discipline within the church. It's not so that you can use it to get your own way. It's not because somebody's doing something that you don't agree with. It's got to be sin within the church. If you go to Matthew 18, somebody, make sure you understand what it's talking about before you try it. And what gives you the right... To do it. Do you have privilege? Now, I can't imagine myself walking down the street and seeing somebody coming towards me having a wardrobe malfunction and saying, "Um, that dress is a little too short. I wouldn't do that. But you can bet your butt that I would if it was one of my kids. You can't go out like that. You're going to have a wardrobe malfunction. It's exposing too much. Let me give you an example of of pride and where we should probably say, um, hey, your your pride is open there. Well, that doesn't sound very good, does it? Your pride is... um, Never mind. So the two men... Go to the wall to pray, right? And you guys have all heard this story before, I'm sure. And the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, thank you that I am not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. 
He was the other guy. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You see, one guy is actually calling out somebody else. Here we're talking about this tier level in Christianity again. You've got to be this good, and you've got to do these things, or you're not as much of a Christian as somebody else. But normal people like you and me can probably just walk up to somebody and say, you might want to watch that. Which one of those two men do you think went away blessed? Not the one that was prideful, not the hypocrite, not the one that was trying to make this tier system, I'm better than you. At least I'm not like that guy. Anybody ever said that before? You need to watch your sin. Well, at least I don't. What's your blank? At least I'm not blank. That's a tier system. I don't want you to do that. That's not really Christianity. And they were the Pharisees and the Sadducees that thought they were so good. And Jesus never used them to build his church. He used the ones that were teachable, the ones that were brokenhearted for what they've done, the ones that wore their wardrobe well, instead of boasting and saying, we do it right, you guys don't do it right. See, that's not effective. That is not effective at all. Here's a, here's a good example of a, a poor-fitting suit. We're going to talk about the Pharisees and the Sadducees again. This is Matthew 23, 26, I'm sorry, 25 and 26. Yo to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish. And then the outside also can be clean. If you walk up to somebody and tell them, you have a wardrobe malfunction, you are being exposed, and sin is everywhere around you, you better check your, your outfit first. This is where this hypocrisy is, and, and Christians are so good at it, right? They're going to call out somebody else, you sinner. Why don't you take care of your own sin first? And I'm asked all the time, where do I stand on certain issues? And one of my best replies is, I'm so busy trying to rectify my own sin that I don't have time to worry about yours. Can you say that with me? Can you act like that with me? Can we worry about our own suit of clothes first? Make sure that they're not malfunctioning. Make sure they're not exposing something. We get exposed out in the public. We do it all the time. We come into church here for an hour on Sunday mornings, and we're all good. And I tell you, Daisy's the same way. And then she's a piece of work over at the house. She lays up here, and I see you guys smiling, and you're patting her. She can even take the treats off the floor in front of you, and you're smiling. She's all good. That, that's typical Christians today. And then when we go back over to the house... She is, oh, oh, man. I call her naughty. You're naughty. She's just naughty all the time. 
except on Sunday mornings. Her wardrobe fits just beautiful. You see that collar with all that bling on it? Huh? She's got the accessories. She's all good. She wanders around and she's kind and she's gentle and she's loving. Come knock at my door someday about three in the afternoon. You'll see how gentle she is. She's a piece of work. And that's us. It really is. We, we got this wardrobe that's supposed to be, supposed to fit us so well. And I got a good example for this. Um, uh, I think I... Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30. Very common verse. Take my yoke upon you. This is Jesus talking. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This yoke, I got, I got to make sure you understand this. This yoke is the thing that goes across their neck and then the burdens are what's hanging on the outside, right? So the yoke, and when your yoke is easy, what he's trying to say here is it's, it's custom made for you. Jesus was a carpenter. He could make this yoke so it fit just beautiful so that it wasn't such a problem to carry the burden. When something fits that beautiful, it works well. You can handle more. You can do more. You can be more effective. And Jesus is the only one that can do that. We can put on a suit uh, on Sunday morning for an hour and, and look good and everything. But tomorrow morning, let's say next Friday night. How's that? I was a Friday night guy. I don't know where you go. My suit didn't look so good on Friday night. But on Sunday morning, it was clean and pressed and ready to go to church. I put my money in the box and I did my thing and then I left. And boy, was my love unbuttoned. My compassion for people was unzipped. But it was good on Sunday morning. And I knew it. I'd sit in church and I'd shake my head. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Man, I'd leave here and see you in your car and think, why can't they get their act together? I see them all the time. On Friday night where I'm at, they're there too. You know, what's the matter with us? Why don't we worry about ourselves first? Make sure that you get the plank out of your eye before you try to take the speck out of somebody else's. It really goes to show that your wardrobe doesn't fit you very well. All that love and compassion and everything isn't fitting so good, is it? Sunday mornings it's good, but the rest of the time it is unzipped, unbuttoned. You are exposed for the real you, your human desires. Will somebody go get my wife and the kids? But I walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. Do you understand that the blood of Jesus can cover you? You will not be exposed. This is what he did for you. You could not do it. Your suit never fit very well. It gets all banged up, it gets ripped up, and it gets torn. And you know, I love that because you're using it. But when it looks fresh and brand new and it doesn't fit you very well, you are probably a hypocrite. Why don't you worry about your own suit first? 
This is what we need to do. Will the worship team get ready, please? Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. If your armor is not fitting well, this is what's going to happen. If your wardrobe exposes you, this is what's going to happen. There's an opportunity for him to get in there. You're not covered. You're not using it right. You haven't got it tailored fit just right yet. And I'm so grateful that God waited for, for all of us. Just think if he would have came back. You know, you, you all say you want him to come back. What if he would have came back before you started? I am so glad he waited for me. And at least he's, she's trying to alter my suit. And I hope that he's trying to do yours too. Because you're going to get exposed. There is only one thing that can cover it, make it right, and fit well. And that is the blood of Jesus. I want you to leave this place and I want you to work on tailoring your own wardrobe. Tailor your own clothes first before you try to help somebody do theirs. Once you get yours fit so perfectly, then you'll have the privilege and the opportunity to actually tell somebody what is being exposed on them. But don't try it unless you do yours right and it fits just perfectly. Let me pray one more time before we go. Thank you for bringing out the kids and doing that, Kelly. I appreciate it so much. Father God, thank you so much for our new wardrobes. God, I want each and every person to look their best in it, to have it fit just right. God, you help us along. You tell us what needs to be hemmed up, what needs to be buttoned up, what needs to be zipped up. Don't let us be exposed. Don't let our anger get out. Don't let our, our hatred for people get out. Don't let our pride get out. We want it closed and covered. And whatever gets ripped, whatever gets stained, we know that the blood of Jesus will remove that stain. And each and every day we can wake up with a brand new set of clothes. We thank you so much for that opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen.